We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 513. Scott, it's going to be the last episode before I become a father. I don't know what that means in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it's weird to say, I guess. That's all. You're screwed. That's it. So everything's going. Uh, your time is is now completely toast. You My are, time you are is at up. the you were, you were at the beck and call of, of uh, your wife and new mother and your newly born child. So, yeah, yeah that's it, the fun starting, man. It I'm feels excited. like it, there's, <laughs> I got a lot of shit going on right now, but it feels like there's a lot of change happening. It's right before the baseball season. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that means good things for uh, a fresh baseball season. Erase the unpleasant memories of 2020 as far as baseball goes. Like, let's just keep it in baseball context. Last year, what did we have to deal with? We had to deal with the Astros cheating scandal. That sucked. Then we had to deal with the owners and the players just being school children and fighting back and forth through the media members and and millionaires fighting with billionaires and, and not really just doing what we all want them to do, which is play baseball. I still and expect then, some of that. Oh, no, no. We're going to get to that. And, and then and then we had uh, funky season, funky rules, all that stuff. It didn't feel like a real baseball season to me. Yankees fizzled out in the playoffs. So I'm hoping 2021 is just different all around. I know it's not going to be completely normal. I know it's not going to be like, oh, let's just show up uh, Saturday afternoon at the ballpark. 
grab a few beers at Billy's, go in, watch a game. I don't know if that's going to happen, but at least we're going to have more of a, an actual baseball season than we did last year. Yeah, we got good news coming in. Uh, you know, guys showing up in the best uh, best shape of their life. That's that's that feels normal to me. Well, that's that, nothing that, new. Yeah, but that's 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 normalcy. That's the normalcy that I need. I need those reports. I need those reports of guys showing up at spring training, coming in with uh, you know new off season workout results and all these different things. So I know we'll talk about Stanton and Judge coming in with drastically different off season approaches, which I'm very happy about. Actually, I think the changes that they made, while who knows if they will work, seemingly are good. You're talking uh, about yoga? The yoga? Yoga. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about the yoga. We've I been think preaching that, yoga and, and sleeping pods on airplanes for like five years on this show. Right? Stop did, lifting did, weights. Did someone Just finally your, did did someone finally the, think like, oh, hey, maybe these guys don't need to bench press? Like, did you see that Luke Voigt story that he like, he reached his max on one arm bench press? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Because that <laughs> helps you hit a baseball. In fact, that's just going to help you. Uh, it's going to limit the the uh, stretch that you can get on a ball on the ground. You know, it's going to go under your glove now because your bicep is going to s- stretch back and snap back into form. Listen, you know, I'm no fake doctor like you, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how you get f- sports hernias is is one arm bench pressing. <laughs> there is a there there is something about a baseball player not having to be weight weight room strong. Just be country strong, be be nimble, be be limber. That's that's better. If you look back at how how the the elder days and some of these guys would prepare for seasons, they would never lift weights. They would never do any of that stuff. And I know baseball has changed and sports have changed. And get off my lawn, but the body hasn't changed that much. There are still things that do work. Being being uh, nimble is a good thing. Are you buying? Are you buying this though? Like there was the article written. I'm trying to look for the headline. Uh, Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton dramatically changed offseason workouts. Didn't we hear this at, at the end of last? No, season? I think they Didn't came we into this last offseason. I, I think when you're t- when you're looking at the approach, the fact that they are now, you know, practicing yoga and like stretching more and and doing these these types of things that are for me very good as a baseball player. That's what I want. I want these guys to be stretched out you know, be, be flexible as all hell and, and have, you know, good motion, good range of motion in all of their joints and, 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 and limbs and all of these things rather than putting up brute strength. Like gravity is going to take over for guys like Stanton and judge. Just get to that point. Just get your bat to that point consistently and be there every day to do that. That's, that's where I am. Like all those other things, they're going to happen. That ball is going to go a very long way when you are six, eight. You don't have to lift that many more weights to hit the ball out of the ballpark. You just don't. It, it was never a thing. Back, I know the game has changed. You don't have to tell me this, but 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even before, I guess, before the PED era, which was in the 90s, weightlifting was not the primary form of baseball exercise. No, throwing, and throwing. Plenty of guys, Reps. plenty of guys hit home runs. Plenty of guys played every day. I've said this a hundred times on this show. The most underrated stat in sports is games played. We kind of take it for granted. Like, oh, that guy gets out there every day. Yeah, that's good. That's what you're paying him for. You don't have to... Aaron Judge has missed 35% of games over over his career, 40% of games. Like, yeah, it's great when he's on the field, but he's not on the field two out of three times. I'm a big fan of the conditioning program if it's if it's more about the stretching and yoga and and doing things that will... Uh, help the muscles withstand injury. I mean, how many soft tissue injuries have we have to withstand for them to change to a uh, a, a more like plyometric yoga type? This is something that we've been wanting for a long time. So I'm glad they're doing it. We'll see if it works. If it doesn't, then, you know, go back to the drawing board. But well, this is actually, I, I we were going to save mailbag uh, mailbag questions for another show, but I want to just do this one as we're talking about this this conditioning. It's from Jeffrey O'Hara. He says, I like how you guys described the Tanaka contract. Did not meet any lofty expectations, but the Yankees probably still do it with 2020 hindsight. What is the... Do we have to like rethink the, the phrase 2020 hindsight? Because now 2020 is just... When you say those two numbers together, 2020, you think of 2020 the year, which was just a, a dog shit year. So I feel like that... 2020, that, hinds, 2020 hindsight. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't See? even know. I'm, I mean, I'm... I'm Half the time I don't listen to what you're saying, so it's and then I heard that I was like half I the time, really half the time you're not listening to me. Forty percent of the time. <laughs> what is the minimum Stanton will have to do to approach the same bar? 
And I thought this was a great question because I'm afraid it's already a failure for Stanton and I don't know how he overcomes it. And it's because of the injuries. And and so far in three years, he's played 199 games. 158 of those games came in 2018. So since 2018, he played 18 games, which was 11% of the season in 2019. And then 23 games, which was 38% of the season in 2020. It was one thing after the other with Stanton. And these are supposed to be the, the healthy years. These are supposed to be the prime years of a baseball player, age 29, 30, 31. He's not going to get healthier when he's 34, 35, 36 years old, and they're still going to be paying him. So I'm afraid from a health standpoint, not a not a performance standpoint, because when Stanton's been on the field, he's been good. He's been what they what they acquired, a 132 OPS plus. That's what you wanted from Stanton. I'm afraid health-wise, he's not going to be able to live up to expectations of this contract. So I, I'll disagree with you because I don't think it really matters the the length of the contract and, you know, over the past three years, what's happened. Reggie Jackson, that's why. All you got to do is have your moment. You got to have that moment in the postseason. If he has that moment, then, and 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 they win a Reg, World Series. Reggie, Reggie Jackson didn't have one moment. He he led them to two World Series and he played. He didn't, I understand he that. He was an injury prone guy. But, but, but. Uh, Stan's going to be here for 10 years. So he's got opportunities to have these moments in the postseason. That's what he has to have. That's what it's going to come down to. Well, he's got to be, be on the moments field for the these moments. 2019. Right. But the regular season, the- when we're looking at stats and all these things, don't matter as much. You have to look at what happened in the postseason. And actually, Stan I mean, was very good in the postseason. So this I, past year, he was very good. All, but all, 2000- all he has to do, the judgment will come. And this is exactly the opposite of what we said for Tanaka. Tanaka, well, it's, no, it's a, let, me, let me rephrase that. It is it is exactly what happened with Tanaka, where it was good, but he didn't he had postseason success, but didn't win that championship. My my point is for him is that he's got to have that championship success. He's got to ha- win a championship. He's got to do well, contribute to it uh, to some extent. But it doesn't have to be over the the extent of the contract. If he has six bad years and wins two championships, I don't think anybody's going to care. I I don't know. I think expectations are so high. They acquired an MVP candidate. They acquired the reigning MVP. It depends what you're looking at. Are you telling me years? like how is history going to look back on on Stanton if you no, want to see how are they going to treat six it? Bad years? How are they going to six bad years is a lot of years. How are they going to treat it year to year? Yes, the championship will outweigh a lot of the bad. It will but, outweigh everything. But but he needs to get on the field to do that, and he hasn't been able to get on the field. And then he was on the field in the 2019 ALCS, and he hit a home run off of Justin Verlander in game one of the 2019 ALCS. And then he pulled out of the lineup the next night. Yeah, that was a little, that was a little odd. Um, but you look at looking at what he did in 2020. I mean, the, the man showed up and was a, was a, a wrecking crew for the majority of the time he was out there. So if he's able to withstand, and again, what does this mean? Does this mean him not playing a full season and, and, you know, had them, you know, considering the load management type. And I know we'll get into the new changes for this year and expanded playoffs as of now are not part of it. So uh, that that's something that we can look forward to for uh, some competition in baseball. I'm, I'm happy about that. But does that mean that, you know, he's going to have to play more in the regular season now and and that will risk him? Who knows? All I, all I know is that he was very good in the postseason last year and that when we see him as an impactful bat, he's extremely helpful in this lineup and, and, and makes this team that much better. So he's got to have these moments in the playoffs like every other Yankee. Every every single Yankee is is their career and and what we think about them is determined by what they do in the postseason. Bottom line, stop, hard stop. That's it. He has played throughout his career. He's played about seventy to seventy five percent of games that he's that his team has been eligible for. He's gone through some brutal injuries that weren't his fault, like when he got hit in the face, like. You want to throw that that injury out? Like, I'm totally with you because that's a fluke thing. Kind of like Judge getting hit in the wrist on a pitch is a fluke thing. But then there's also these injuries that he dealt with in 19 and 20 with the Yankees, which are muscle injuries. I don't throw those out. Those, those, are, those are, in my opinion, those are Stanton's fault. That, those, are, that, those are from bench pressing Instagram models. Right. So, if, so now if we're he, doing yoga with Instagram models. And he's also been durable in seasons. 2018, he played 98 percent of the games 2017 he played 98 percent of the games. played through injury so, played through played injury through too injury. when when needed when very much needed so he's capable of doing it i'm trying to find where's the happy medium for Stanton for trying to keep him healthy but also just 
kind of himself and the Yankees looking and just saying, just go out and play. If you're a little banged up, go out and play. Sometimes, which, which he's done, which he's to his credit has done in the past as well. He did in 18, but then he didn't in 19 and 20. And and who knows where the you know what the considerations were if that was if that was also team driven. There were other considerations that I think go into this. I don't think it's only a, a Stanton move, but yes, there there are. Here's the other side of this though. Like when when Stanton mechanically is not right, he is bad. He he looks he looks terrible when he's not mechanically right at the plate. He's got that type of swing where he's got to be in his rhythm, seeing the ball well. Timing's got to be there, and if it's not, you know, he goes from from very good to very bad pretty quickly, and it's pretty pretty crazy and scary how fast that can happen. But um, but at the same time, like the man did play through injury. He had that what was it a hamstring? It was or a quad. It was something uh, lower lower uh, lower body that he played through. And to his credit, the Yankees team needed him at the time and he got it through yes, it. So and he he DH'd through it. Yeah. Well he's gonna be the DH. So would you take 70% if I told you se- you can sign up for 70% of Stanton games for the remainder of that contract. Are you taking it? I mean I guess so. If it's if it's like a very healthy Stanton, then yeah, I think 70% of him is is uh is is good. Today's game is different. So I'm weighing that and I'm understanding that these guys are never going to play 100%. 90% to stretch. So when you're talking about 70% now, it's like, okay, it's not even that much. That's like being happy after getting five innings of a starter. <laughs> there's, there's, this, Our bar has been lowered. The quality start is no longer six and a third or six and two thirds or six innings. It used whatever. to be a, a six, inning, six inning start. Six inning three runs during the PED yeah. era was a quality start, which is a four and a half ERA. And I always thought, hey, why is a four and a half ERA quality? But shit, now <laughs> six innings, you might as well be a Cy Young winner if you're going six innings every night. Yeah. So, you know, again, bar lower, the amount of guys that are on this team, he's got flexibility to shuffle around a little bit. So I, I want him healthy for the playoffs. Of course, that's the end goal. That's the end goal for for Judge. But with him, Stanton, he's got to get ready. The pitching staff for everybody on this team. We, yeah. we talked about the question marks in the starting rotation. It's okay. How is Corey Kluber going to progress throughout the year and, and hopefully be ready to go in September and October? How is Severino going to come back from Tommy John surgery and hopefully be ready to contribute in October? How is Montgomery and um, Tyon going to build off of their seasons after Tommy John surgery and be ready for October? This, it, that's a conversation for the entire team. Will they be ready for October? Sure, and and now, you know, I think they're the it's yeah that because the expanded playoffs are not on the table as we stand today. Uh, do you do you think that's going to get changed? Because I I don't. That's just money in everyone's pocket. So I think I really end, I, I mean the the universal DH and the expanded playoffs right now. The fact that the the fact that the union doesn't didn't put that in their proposal is just like what are we doing here? Okay, clearly you guys want this, but you're doing it for. Whatever there's they a don't, concession, the, the players, the bargaining chip. It's all yes. about the 2020. Uh, it's all about the the collective the next bargaining CBA. Right now. The so, players do not want to agree to anything the owners are right. proposing right now out of principle. And the owners are like, here, here, we're we're, we're conceding, and they're like, wait a minute, we don't believe you. That's not you're not doing that with the you know you're not doing that in good faith. You're doing that. This is condescending, or you're talking down to us by giving us what we want. No so way, you know we'll never accept it. I made a I, I saw a tweet, uh, or actually it was. Um, it was. The, let me read this. It's quote a game. From, this is still a game. This is a quote from Ken Rosenthal's article a few days ago. How dare ago. you give us what we want? Ken Rosenthal wrote: If a deal to delay the season was going to happen, it needed to happen long before early February, when spring training camps were about to open. And now that Major League Baseball and the Players Association have struck out again, they must deal with the consequences of their inaction. I read that sentence, and I made a promise to myself: I'm not going to get sucked in to their bitchiness this time around. I got sucked in during the, when the pandemic first happened last year and the league was shut down. I got sucked in to the bitching back and forth. I made a promise to myself. I'm not going to do it this time because I, I absolutely despise both sides in in this argument. You have a kid coming like any, any moment. So you have no time to be worried about what these guys are bitching back and forth about. Don't worry about it. Whatever happens is going to happen. But they're the, going. The, the expectations need to be managed here. They are going to play games. They are going to use the media to pin each other against each other in the public eye. All of this will be jockeyed back and forth because the collective bargaining agreement is getting closer and closer and closer. And nobody wants to set a precedent that will go against them when they're ready to negotiate their side of things and get what they want. All of this is horseshit. 
And can you believe be they're doing it again, out. though? Yes, they're doing of course it again. I can believe it because my expectations are in line. But yes, of course. They got so much criticism last year for doing it. You would have thought they would have learned their lesson, right? No. They're not that stupid. Are they actually that stupid? Well, I think that they just understand what is coming next year. So they're going to not leverage themselves in a way that's going to make them look bad or put them in a position where they can't bargain what they want. So, oh my God, I just, it is I what find, you just said I you weren't going to worry about it and you're freaking stressing out about it right now. Can you, I'm not stressing can you turn about the page? it. I just you need to, you need to be an example. I, I just really do find it amazing in a bad way that they're doing it again. I'm at a loss for words that the, okay. these two sides could be so obtuse in their actions and realizing that no one wants to hear this. We just want baseball. Figure it out. Shut up. Shut your mouths and figure it out. You get you get some time in the hole if you you call someone obtuse. You gotta be careful with that. The uh, look Shaw, Shawshank reference. A little Shawshank reference there. I, I am um, I'm happy because what it's doing right now is it's saying. Baseball starting. They're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> nothing, nothing. It doesn't matter to me what they're bitching about on Twitter. I just want to see grown ass men in in you know shorts, in in uh, in sleepwear, in masks. Throw a ball back and forth. Now, now, now it's going to be masks, masks. Fine, I don't care. Wear masks. Do what you got to do, and go out there and throw baseballs back and forth to each other, and get stronger in that way, the old fashioned way. Long toss. Let's see it. The uh, the union, or excuse me, the owners had a representative from the Biden administration suggest a one month delay to the season, which would help get all the players and personnel and coaches vaccinated. And uh, the players' association did not want to be a part of that conversation. That's out of principle. Again, back to the whole thing. We don't want to concede anything leading up to the next CBA negotiations. But thinking about it from an outsider's perspective, logically, wouldn't that if they could promise a one-month delay gets everyone involved in Major League Baseball vaccinated, wouldn't that be the best thing for completing most of the season? Seemingly. It's just hard to promise that, I think. I think it's really difficult to say that that's going to, in fact, happen. Because I could see how, it, okay, if that's if that's where the bar is, then that's that's what we're waiting for. And then it gets delayed. Okay, now we're delayed two months. Uh, and oh, hold of on. Course, there was that's, a, why there was a, that's why they're not doing it. Yeah, but. there was a... Uh, you know, there was a stalling of, uh, there was a delay in shipment, so we got to wait more. So they're they're at the you know beck and call of, of of uh, the, you know the the vaccines actually getting to where they need to be and then executed in it properly. But I mean, there's there's so many things in place now as well. Um, I'm looking through the list of of um, I don't know. Are we talking about that yet? You want to get into like the different protocols because well, there, there's I, I a was lot. mainly there's, concerned there's definitely with a lot the ones in season. I was mainly concerned with the on-field ones because that's what affects us mostly. And it's going to be a lot of the same stuff we saw last year, like seven-inning doubleheaders, runner on second and extra innings, uh, position players cannot pitch unless it's a six-run game, um, all that, all those sorts of things. Uh, 26-man rosters. But like, what specifically are you talking about? And 26-man goes to 28 in the postseason. But they have, I'm just going to read a few of these. Mandatory five-day at-home quarantine before reporting to spring training. Um, and then frequent tests, 10-day isolation period required of individuals who test positive. Uh, individuals who have been identified as being in close contact, they will have to have a, um, a mandatory quarantine for seven days and then must test negative uh, on day five in order to get back to club activities. New, clo new uh, league-wide code of conduct prohibits certain high-risk activities outside the ballpark, indoor gatherings of 10 or more, Str indoor strip clubs, bars, casinos. Strip clubs, yeah. Casinos, any of those those fun activities. Looking at you, Marlins, Cardinals. They're all they're all prohibited. Um, during the season, individuals during road trips are not permitted to leave the hotel, other than team activities uh, at at the team facility or ballpark, uh, or medical reasons, outdoor walks, exercise, outdoor outdoor dining, if approved by the joint committee. Uh, so all of these things, contact tracing program. Uh, that will be in place and face coverings must be worn properly at all times in club facilities and in the dugout. Uh, other than players on the field, they must uh, they must wear uh, during pregame warmups and all MLB clubs will have a compliance officer, a contact tracing officer, and a, fast, a face mask enforcement officer. Fines will be issued non-compliance during games and fines will be donated to charity. Yeah, I can, three, I can pick. That's three, that's three security guards monitoring per team the conduct 
Do you think that's actually going to happen? Because last year it was like, no, eh. no, those guys are going to get wedgies and stuffed in a locker. (laughs) It's going to be like the, it's going to be like the buffoons that were in charge of monitoring the replay room. What happened to those guys? I just find it funny that we got three additional people now to monitor the other people that are supposed to not like be on top of each other. Let's, let's throw three more people in there to make sure that everybody else is like, because, because you can't, you can't trust 25 year old millionaires to do what they're told. It's just, you know, I don't know. Some of these things, man, maybe they'll be, they got uh they got Hawkeye on them. They'll be watching from, from inside the dugout in a, in a secure room with a, with a monitor from cameras. people are, people are big mad that we're going to have the seven inning double headers and the extra inning rule again. Do you care at all? Yeah. It's stupid. Just because I think that they're going to, again, 2020 was the Trojan horse of dumb rules and it's being implemented again. So for, for that purpose, yes. Do I, do I find it surprising? Absolutely not. I saw this coming a mile away. I don't like the seven inning doubleheaders. Like I honestly just rather than play one nine inning game and then just not play that other game. Like give me a real baseball game, give me a nine inning game, and then screw the other game. I don't care. We'll just not have it on the season. On, Shorten on the, the season this year. by whatever the doubleheader would be. The second yeah. doubleheaders. Yeah, like it, like that. But the runner on second base. I I said this at the end of last year. I grew to like the rule. Yeah, I hate it. I think it's very dumb. <laughs> okay. If I want to well, see a runner on second base. In extra innings, I will go to my co-ed adult softball league. Well, so here's the thing. It does not really do much as far as health and safety protocols. It, it shortens the game, but you're already there for four hours. So what's the difference if you're there for four hours or five hours? Like, whatever. I just find it more entertaining. Yeah. I, I mean, I also think it's more about, like, the amount of guys in the game and, and you know, the, the, the roster sizes and all these things that they're trying to limit as much, whatever. It's stupid, but it's happening. So I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. I hope they have not said this yet, but I hope there is no postseason bubble again. I really disliked that. I thought, and who knows what the fan capacity will be come October, 2021. But even if it's what we saw at the World Series or what we saw at the Super Bowl when it's like 25% occupied, having playoff games in your own stadium is so key to the atmosphere and the feeling that you get from October baseball that I just, it was neutered when the Yankees were playing in their bubbles in, um, in San Diego. Yeah. I got to say at the Super Bowl, I know a lot of people were, were very upset in the beginning when they saw the shots of the crowd and they're like, oh my gosh, that place is packed. Oh, the, and then the you zoom cardboard, in, cardboard. you zoom yeah. in like, yeah, there's like a real person, then a cardboard person, then a real person, then a cardboard they said, person. They said there was... It was about twenty percent full, which is but like, but from a, the naked eye when you're looking at the stand, they they looked full because you see movement, right? So so yeah. you just assume the person next to them is just sitting sitting there, uh, and when they zoom in, you're like, oh oh okay, that that did not look like it, you know, the way it looked from uh, from when they zoomed out. So it was were you were you rooting against Tom Brady? Of course. How, do, you, do you even care that he keeps winning? Like, does it even affect you anymore? He's no longer no. a patriot. It's like. Yeah, I just didn't, I, I'm just I'm sick of seeing it. So that's why I was like, let's. You, let's you didn't win. find you didn't find this him winning without Belichick in his first season in Tampa. You didn't find that uh, an amazing feat. I found it very annoying. <laughs> I, I found it highly the, annoying. I I've, I I think it was one of the more amazing sports feats of. I my mean, lifetime. do you see the roster that he has? The amount of talent on that offensive side. It's stupid. Yeah. It's and stupid. they were below 500 last year. No, 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 but they've they've gotten that much better. I mean, they they've they added it's a the same roster. Game. They Same added a roster. run game. They changed the the scheme. They added Antonio Brown. The, no, it's not the same roster. They added Rob Gronkowski. Scott. They added they added an immense amount of fire. Leonard Fournette, who in a in an actual on a football team with a real system, is a you know top ten running back. So Tom Brady took a seven and nine team with a buffoon for a coach and won a Super Bowl. That's what he did. No, he look, I don't even care to talk about this. Tom Brady is unequivocally the greatest of all time. There's no doubt. He cemented that again. So I have no problem with him. At I was all just wondering anymore. if you were rooting against him. Cause like, yes, of um, course I was rooting against him. The, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fickle and, and I want him to, I want to see him fail on big stages. Of course he just doesn't do it. So Rays, it's annoying. The, the t- city of and he's Tampa married was... to a Victoria's secret supermodel in living in Jeter's house. It's annoying. No, they, they moved, but the Rays ruined the three-peat for the city of Tampa. You know what I thought was hilarious? In the beginning, there was at some point in the beginning of the Super Bowl coverage before they 
won the Super Bowl, obviously. They were talking about uh, Tampa. What were they calling it? Champions. They were Champa, calling it something stupid. Champa Bay. I, there's too yeah, there's too many of those dumb like um Tampa Brady. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. They were calling it like a city of champions or whatever. They're like, you know, uh the Lightning won, the Tampa Bay Rays got to the World Series. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Like, literally that's not a champion. It's it's like they were a, the American definition of not being a champion. They got there but they did not win. You're not a champion if you lose. Yeah, that's silly. So, it was But they were bad. They were so, possibly, so what you're saying is one team won in Tampa Bay. Got it. Okay, now two. Two teams, yeah. They, but now they two. were they were a, a nerd's decision possibly away from, from winning a World Series. Yeah, well, they still didn't win. So that was game six, right? That the Blake Snell thing happened. Or I was think that game so. seven. I don't, I don't remember. It might have been game six. Yeah. So I, I think as far as the owners and the players fighting and when the season's going to start. I think it's going to start on time. I, I'm going to try and stay out of it. I know I got a little heated. It, it can't, I, I can't help but get argue. I can't help but get angry because I love baseball. It might not sound like that sometimes, but I want baseball to succeed as a sport. I want it to be fun. I want it to be entertaining. And when I see shit like this happen, it annoys me. Does it, do, do you understand that? I, I do understand that, but I also understand that you have a very low tolerance for being annoyed with things like this. So that's why I'm trying to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Coach you through this as a as a, a new father-to-be. Um don't waste your don't waste your bullets, baby, because you're going to get annoyed many more, many more times about other things that probably matter a hell of a lot more. So, a bunch of grown ass men arguing over dumb shit that we know is going to happen. Don't let it bother you. It's going to happen. Well, what are we going to do next December when that's all we have to talk about? That's when it's really going to start. To be honest, this is all just jockeying ahead of time. This is just lobbying. This is this is all like the the pregame show to to the real show. <laughs> this is like the the Super Bowl pregame show, except it's the seven thirty in the morning Super Bowl pregame show, and the game's still eleven hours away, and you just got all those stupid segments that you don't want to watch. That's what this is. This is it's the Pro Bowl, the, the season before the season. It's like it's not gonna doesn't matter. All this stuff is gonna get blown up. It's just jockeying, but they're gonna play baseball, so that's good. And we got two guys, the the, the two biggest dudes on our team, coming in in phenomenal shape. Love that. Best shape of their life, baby. Love that. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. And it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash bronx21. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash bronx21. All right, the big news this week, obviously, was that Trevor Bauer signed with the Dodgers. The Mets had him as far as Bob Nightingale was concerned. The Mets had him for four or five minutes on Twitter, and then he he switched and, and went to the Dodgers. Very interesting contract. Which we so, expected, right? A very interesting contract. Well, we knew we knew Bauer Bauer a couple of years ago said he wanted to be a be a hired gun. He wanted to sign these one year massive deals and control his own destiny. If I if I put up if I put up numbers, you're gonna pay me for the next year and I can move around where I want. And while he still has power because he has opt-outs after each of the first two years. So he's going to make $40 million, which is the highest ever annual value for a player. He's going to make $40 million in 2021 and then $45 million in 2022. So it's it's he he could bang. He, he accomplished what he wanted to do, man. Like they they hats off, hats off to to Trevor Bauer, hats off um to his his agent, uh what's her name? Rachel Rachel Luna. They they did they they did exactly what they said they were gonna do. They controlled this entire thing the entire time, and he did it in the public eye. So, seeing though what he for signed him, for now, so the Dodgers are now over the luxury tax. The Dodgers were under, and they said, "Screw it, we're going to sign the best free agent pitcher this year." Now we're going to have a rotation of Walker Bueller, Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, Dustin May, Julio Urias. Oh, and oh, oh yeah, David Price is still there. He's coming back. Best, best this, shape of his life. That is an absolutely insane starting rotation. It's bonkers how good that starting rotation is. The Dodgers saying, screw it. We don't care about the luxury tax. Seeing how this this contract was formulated now, does that change your mind at all? How the Yankees should have been involved in this? No, because I, I think we, I said Rachel Luna, Rachel Luba is her is her name, the agent. Um, no, it does not surprise me. I mean, look, we, I think I was comparing this when he was talking about it the first time to like a Darrell Rivas type contract, right? That that one year hitman type contract where he goes and just uh, is essentially betting on himself. It's a big bet uh, for for the other teams, but he's betting on himself uh, when you're looking at the duration of the of the contract, and that's exactly what he's doing. So he's he's it's not surprising. We we knew it was going to be high AAV and small uh, amount of years. So it was a matter of the Yankees making the decision to to pay him on a short term contract and go over the luxury tax. Or not, and they chose not. Yeah, I just think I, I thought at the end of the day Bauer was going to get a more traditional contract because when you have two hundred million dollars on piece of paper in front of you, it's really hard to say no to that. But maybe that was never offered, and this was the only thing offered. But this is what he ended up signing for, and that changes my opinion on that. I would have gone after Bauer if I were the Yankees because under these circumstances, if it blows up in your face, you're not stuck with him for seven years. If, if he really is a, a clubhouse pest and he doesn't fit in, guess what? He could be gone after one year and I'm willing to take that risk for one year, but I'm not willing to take that risk for seven years. Yeah, well, I mean, that was that that was part of the mentality, I think, with Trevor Bauer. And I, I just don't think that the Yankees, they clearly, I mean, they they prioritize different things and, and they they clearly said luxury tax threshold is a priority. We're not going to get into this one year, uh, you know, bidding more for Trevor Bauer because that's essentially what it came down to. So how does this, does this change your, it's difficult because it's the National League, but does this change your, your championship expectations for the Yankees? Because you could make arguments that the two best teams in baseball are now in the National League, the Dodgers and the Padres. I don't think the Padres are as well-rounded of a team. I mean, they no. still have to show it. But They still have to show it, but they got a hell of a lot better this offseason. And the yeah, Dodgers I, are the reigning champs, and they added the best free agent pitcher. If you're looking at the t- at the two teams on paper who are the best, it's it's the Dodgers and the Yankees, to me, still. But the Dodgers got a hell of, Yeah, they got better. They got deeper in, in their rotation, which is, you know... I mean, you look at that rotation in the regular season, and it's scary. Now, now translate that to the postseason, and you got two... Almost two aces per game that you could deploy if you really wanted to. Like you legitimately could do that. Like you could have two two starting pitchers 
in game one and game two, ready to go and and really not not miss a beat. So it's pretty scary what they could do. They still have to go through a whole bunch to get to the World Series. So it's kind of one of these, uh, I'm glad they're in the National League, worry about it when it when it happens, if it happens. But those are the, I mean, Dodgers-Yankees is, to me, the the overwhelming favorite for the World Series. That's been circling the drains for for like five seasons now. Four yeah, I seasons. want it. It's really, you know, I wish it happened before the Dodgers had won a World Series, but I still want it to happen. I think it's But a, you, you know what? I'm actually, it hap- I'm, if it happens coming up in 2021, I'm really happy it didn't happen in 2020 because that would have sure. felt fake. It would have felt fake. Yeah. So uh, if, if it happens, I hope it's played at Dodger Stadium and at Yankee Stadium and there can be at least 20,000 people there and it can feel real. Even if I'm not there, I can feel watching on TV. I can feel some juice. I felt no juice in the postseason last year. I need the, juice, Scott. That that uh that that hum wasn't enough for you. The 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 um, no because I know it's hum. fake. I know it's fake. So I I, 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 like, I forgot uh, I forgot about it at times. I got I'm not gonna lie. Like at times I'm like, oh yeah, it does sound like the stadium sounds sounds pretty real until you see a foul ball and like the the fake the fake the fake like excitement is what got me like dependent on the play. Like that's where you lost me is the fake excitement or the fake, uh, uh, upset, yeah. upsetness of a, of a stadium. Like that, they did not do well. The DJ was off at that point. The hum, like the, the beat was all right. <laughs> but, but then when like, when they dropped, you know, to the, um, uh, to, to when any action happened, it was, it lost me. It's it was, like when oh, you yeah, catch a, right. it's like when you catch a singer lip, lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for a moment. Off. looks real, feels real, sounds real. Nope. <laughs> so, it's uh I thought baseball got hurt from a TV perspective more than any other sport because football, basketball and hockey were able to hide. They were basically just you're just able to focus on the field itself and you kind of take the crowd out of it. But baseball, the stands are, are integral part of almost every every pitch because you see it behind the batters and then anytime a ball's hit, you see it. You see the backdrop. Yeah. So from a visual standpoint, you're reminded almost every minute that there's no one there. Whereas football, you go an entire quarter and you never see the stands and then you never think twice about it. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's it's a different animal. I'm, But all, when you look at what happened last year, all sports were affected, uh, you know, based on the viewership numbers. So everybody was down. There was a reason people weren't going there. It, it felt uh, different for all of them, you know, looking uh, and watching it there just wasn't the same buy-in for fans. I think you know. I think a lot of the casual fans fell off, and that's that's where you see the numbers dipping. So you think it's going to change this year? You think that's going to come back? Yeah, I think it'll be bumped up for sure. I think, I think last year, even if it's similar circumstances, the fact that last year happened and we all went through it, to me, will will just make things a little bit more normal. It's not going to be as new, obviously, and people will get back to. I mean, I think people are yearning and like really, really, really yearning to get back to routines, normal routines, not. Not fake 2020 routines, but like actual routines that they enjoy or, or things that are that feel like normal life. So, yeah, I think the um, that level of of yearning for normalcy is is very strong right now. Bauer was the last big shoe to drop, but there's still a ton of unsigned free agents out there, and and guys that are some are at the end of their careers. Some I think could still definitely contribute, but some I think could be had for pretty cheap. Uh, some names like Mitch Moreland, Marwin Gonzalez, Jonathan VR, Justin, Justin Turner, I know is been talking with the Dodgers. I don't know. He's not he going to be cheap either. Yeah. Brett Gardner, obviously Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, Josh Reddick. Yachty is on the list, but I think, did he end up signing with back with the Cardinals? I saw a report that they're very close on a, on a deal to bring him back. Even if he has, then I just assume it's going to happen. Uh, there's uh, some rotation options like Jake Odorizzi, James Paxton. Taiwan Walker, Rich Hill, Annabelle Sanchez. I find the most interesting list to be the bullpen because I think some of these guys could be had for under the Yankees luxury tax. Uh, and guys that I think could contribute. Trevor Rosenthal, Mark Melanson, Shane Green, um, Justin Wilson, all those guys are ex-Yankees. Brandon say, bring Kinsler. The, bring the band back. Uh, Brandon Kinsler. Like, some of these pitchers, do you, don't you think it would be worth it for a couple million bucks to add another veteran bullpen option? Yeah, I think it's possible that they do that. I think they're going to wait and see how the uh, how these guys shake out a little bit. I also a name on here that's like relatively interesting. I was looking up his splits is a uh, 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 Nick Markakis who could platoon in an outfield, but again a lefty bat. I was looking at his splits from last year, and he actually 
did worse against uh, right-handed pitching than he did left-handed pitching. Uh, but I, again, kind of throwing out that year in some cases, I went back and looked at 2019. Throw it out when it's convenient. Yep. When it's convenient, I like it. when, I, when I want it to be something different. I look back at 2019, which was a full season. And I know it's hard to th- it's hard to go back on guys like Marquecas just because he's getting older and older every year. So it's it doesn't mean as much when you start looking back uh, at at full years because he's still a year older. Um, and you know you never know when that cliff is going to happen or has happened. So, but in, if you look at 2019 numbers, Marquecas certainly gave you the the splits that you'd expect um, and was a lot stronger against uh, right-handed pitching, which I, I still believe is something that the Yankees could necess- could could use. Uh, especially towards the end of the season. So if a guy like Marcakis, like <clears throat> a guy like that would not surprise me mid-season, trade deadline, time frame-ish in around that area, if like he was still there, adding a guy like that, a bat like that would not surprise me for the Yankees getting into the postseason. I still think that that will be uh, something that they target later in the season when they have a better idea of where their numbers are, you know, as the season has progressed. Um, they can be a lot more confident that they will hit the, uh, you know, under the threshold. So... Wouldn't be surprised if, if a guy like that were to resurface. A name on this list that intrigues me is Sinshu Chu. And I was looking up his stats when we were doing our GM episode. He's ancient and he's been injured. But you could basically basically get him for a spring training invite, I would guess. And he is a lefty bat and he doesn't strike out. And if and if and if you're gonna add that as a fifth outfielder slash DH option, bat off the bench, you have an extra roster spot now. As a, as a, and two more, twenty eight when the roster when the uh, rosters expand for playoffs. So, as a spring training, maybe like a million dollars if he makes the roster, sort of thing. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah, I so I don't see I don't see that's where that's where you lose me a little bit on like the way that they're going to shuffle around the roster. Like I don't see a guy like uh, Shin Su Chu or even Marquez. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I see them surfacing later in the season. I, I don't see them like getting onto a roster. And being there all year long, you're just taking up a spot really for not that much. You need them at the end of the year, more so for the Yankees. That's where the fit is. The fit is having a lefty bat that comes in, you know, a little bit later. And I that's where I see a lefty bat platoon guy surfacing potentially. Or a, a low, low impact trade that that really just has impact on right-handed starting pitching in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you're running the risk that someone else picks some of these guys up, but there's so many of these players. Like uh, Jason Stark was tweeting, you could legitimately fill an entire roster of players and the team would be decent. Yeah, they'd be old, but they'd be decent. Maybe. <laughs> Ryan, um, Ryan Braun's still hanging out. Ryan Braun, he... Uh, so do you, he's a guy like he went from being MVP candidate to just being universally hated. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's because of the accurate. whole steroids. And it's, it's actually less about the him taking steroids thing, but more about him throwing some, uh, a random guy under the bus. Definitely. That's, that's just why Lance Armstrong, asshole. that's why Lance Armstrong is hated. It's not because he did steroids and won seven tour de France's. It's because the, he then lied about it and tried to like throw everyone else under burn the bus. everybody down with him. Yeah. Yeah, just take your medicine, apologize. Andy Pettit. Go Andy use, Pettit style, exactly. Use Andy Pettit as the as the figure for how you accept blame for steroids. You stand up there, you apologize, you thank God, and you get off the podium. Whoa, 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 whoa. He did not do steroids. It was just a little HGH, just trying to get back right. and compete hard for your team. That's all he was doing. He's just a, a team guy, wanted to get how back How do you faster. argue with that? How do you argue with that? You can't argue with that. You cannot argue with that. Andy Pettit, <laughs> love him. Love so it. the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up is baseball might be dejuicing the balls. So after three years of them, oh, they're dejuicing. Us, they're being very, t- they're being very open and honest, saying we're dejuicing the ball. Tapping. But after after three years of telling us, no, there's nothing different about these baseballs. Like, what are you talking about? These are the exact same baseballs that have always been. Now they're finally saying, oh yeah, they were juiced. We're gonna have to dejuice them. There's a whole bunch of tech technical mumbo jumbo in the athletic article that I read. But uh, here I will, I will read a few things. They're, they're like the athletic is going to cut a baseball in half anyway, dissect it. Put no, it they're going to get a rocket scientist to do this. Shit. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to go out and like there's someone, some nerds going to determine like what the air looks like on a, on a warm day, on a cold day, what the impact of the, the nerds going to say the impact of this ball is X. Let's just tell them what we know. Give them the course. 
the sample of it. We'll slice it. We'll give them a drawing. We'll do it all. We'll just give the nerds what they need so they can, so we can control the narrative. Okay, go. Rawling says the balls will be centered more in the midpoint of the established core range, C-O-R range, which is from 0.530 to 0.570 with a midpoint around 0.550. Core is the coefficient of restitution or the relationship of the incoming speed to the outgoing speed. So, in other words, in layman's terms, the ball will be less bouncy. Yeah. <laughs> less juice off the bat. What I think I read it it was wasn't there an equivalent of like 5 feet? Isn't that what it was? I thought there was a, um, like at the end of the day it's 5 feet and 5 feet knocks you down like 10 home runs a year. No, well, I didn't see that five feet thing. I saw that somewhere. It was something like that. Like the end of the day, like the actual distance and what they propose it takes off is like five feet, something along those lines. So all the the wall scrapers are no longer are going to be caught. But you know what? Cool. Because how many how many times did we see a wall scraper that that off the bat you're like, okay, that's going to be a fly out to the warning track, and it was two rows deep. I think that could make a big difference because if you hit a ball fifteen rows deep, fine, that's a home run. That's a clear home run every time, no matter what. But when you hit a ball that scrapes the wall and five years ago it was an out and now it's a home run, that drastically changes the game. Look, I am I am increasingly more and more just not caring about all of these these other circumstances that are happening. Because let me tell you this. why. Let me tell you why. Because I do you know if this is actually right? No, you don't. No, I don't. You I'm not don't. smart enough to know. And and you know what? Are they are they talking about the seams being raised or lowered or anything about that? Because I'm not seeing much about that either. And actually that was one of the biggest impacts from what the pitchers had talked about was the seam. Was the seam being raised or not? The amount of blisters that were happening because the seams were raised and literally cutting guys' hands because of the way that they've always No, I thought the seams were lower and that's why the balls were were uh becoming more aerodynamic. Right, that's my point. But they but do you remember I keep going back to this article that I found last year or 2 years ago now of of these guys having blister you problems. You found some shady PDF uploaded yes. to like Google Drive. No, it was not a sh- it was it was sh- it was uh post-game notes from a <laughs> beat reporter. It was not <laughs> shady. But it wasn't it wasn't really an article though. You sent it to me and I was like, "Why am I downloading some Because it's actual Google transcripts Drive. of a conversation. It's more real than an article. I what think it, you entered an alternate dimension <laughs> where you just, where you just blacked out and just spewed a bunch of nonsense about baseball seams. I listen to these guys who have blisters. All of a sudden there's bl- everybody's having blisters. Why? Because their hands are getting cut by the freaking seams that are being that were raised. There's also a condition with the seams. Is it, are they lower? Are they higher? I don't know. What's going on with that? Because that will affect the feel. Like you said, even David Cohen would talk about this on the broadcast and yes, multiple times. He's holding a ball. He can't feel the seams as much. And when you cannot feel the seams, especially in colder weather, it will affect the flight of the ball and how it comes out of your fingers. That's a big deal. So is the ball juiced? Is the ball not juiced? Are the seams up? Are the seams down? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't care. I just don't. Everybody's using the same balls. Everybody's using the same to, to hit and pitch. And it just doesn't matter to me as much anymore because it's a relative laying, level playing field, even though it's different from last year. So, 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 so I'm just, I'm point, done caring about that. Just like throw the ball, the guy will hit it or not, and it will go out or it won't. The thing I've, I've found interesting from the article is that they referenced the Korean baseball organization. So the KBO made a similar change in the baseball, similar like technical change as far as um, differences and slugging percentage year over year went down 14% and homers were cut by a third. That seems like a very drastic change. A third, 33% decline in home runs would be massive. I don't know if that would be acceptable to baseball. I feel like that there would be an outcry baseball because home runs went up 22% for uh year over year when we were talking about the baseball being juiced. So now if you take out an, a third of that, we're going to be like, what's going on here? Well, was the I don't, I don't know where the KBO is as far as like their increase in home runs before that as well. I mean, was it uh, the same percentage increase as we're seeing across the board here? Or was it, are we looking at a, a league that doesn't hit as many home runs? And then, so you saw a more dramatic decrease. I Again, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what any of this means. The, t- to me, it means nothing. It's all... It's all a bunch of bullshit scientist numbers that 
mathematicians and nerds can compute in their computers and then figure out something at the end of the season when they have all the data. But you know what? What I'm looking for, the only thing that, that matters to me is if David Cohn says, yes, this feels different. I can't get the same uh, the the same spin or the same release on my slider. Like that to me is different. That makes sense. Let me let me put it to you this way. Because I, I, I do kind of agree with you. Like all this 0.570, 0.550, the core, the grams of the, whatever. Who Who actually cares? What I want... Does global warming come into play? What I want is that when I'm watching a baseball game, the air is I've thinner. watched I've watched so many baseball games in my life that I have not to brag or anything, but I can usually tell when a ball is going to be a home run or not a home run off the bat. You can tell by a lot of different factors. When we were in when the stands I, and James Paxson threw that ball after Aaron Boone went out there the first pitch uh, to to hype your uh, the James Paxson up, did you think that ball was in the stadium or out of the stadium? I well, so it's different being in. Just, in, just answer the question. I, I thought it was out of the stadium. It was gone. Here's, it was gone off the bat and our nuts were but, in, our, <laughs> in our heels. But that's partially because of the juice baseball. What I want to get back to is that when I see a ball hit, I don't want to have to think in the back of my head, oh, juice baseball, that's probably going to be gone. I don't want to be surprised by what were pop flies now leaving the park. I think back to that Justin Verlander quote where he said, that he is actively just trying to miss bats because he is sick of getting weak contact that go out of the ballpark. That's not that's not baseball. But but the other thing about that too is that the approach of baseball, the approach of guys at the plate with you know the whole launch angle uh, movement and everybody literally swinging for the fences also affects this. So there there are multiple things to take into play here. Yes, juice balls. That's that's a good point. That could change the overall. That could change. That could certainly better change for the game. It it absolutely is a big change because now guys are being intentional about how they're approaching uh, their their at bats, and they are literally swinging for the fences because they want impact. They want production. So yes, there's going to be more of an emphasis and more balls flying out. Even if the balls weren't juiced, I bet we would have seen a pretty tremendous increase because of the approach of the at bat the uh, at bats from the players. So again, none of this, that's why none of this, like there's too many factors for, for me to really, really care that much about, uh, uh, you know, 0.0005 of, of core, which is an acronym, which everybody thought was the literally core of the baseball, which they're just being tricky again, which pisses me off. It's not C-O-R-E, like the core, like the earth's crust core. It's the core C-O-R, which is a stupid acronym that makes it even more nerdy. And I don't care because they're trying to trick people. Whole thing is dumb. <laughs> Just play so baseball. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Everything that has been brought up this episode, the, the dejuicing of the baseball, the health and safety protocols, the will they, won't they uh delay the season. It's all dumb. So it's, it's all no, not delaying worth the it. season. That dumb. that's not dumb. It's just like let's get out and play baseball. If they delay the season, we'll see what happens. But all of these little tiny intricacies uh about them when they're playing, I, they just don't matter to me as much. I just want to see them play the game. And then, and then we'll find out what the results are. And then we'll argue if they were not, if the ball was juiced or not, or if it was the launch angle, or if the weather was changed in a particular percentage on that day, warmer, more humidity. I don't know. What is it called when the, when the, when the, uh, the, the uh, humidity comes in heavy, it was something, a swarm or something in the, that we got in San Diego, right? It was like the, the humidity came in in, in a way <laughs> yeah. off, off of the Pacific ocean. It was, that, it, that, that that gave us some other name for some other thing that affected the baseball. I don't yeah. even remember what it was. It was something front, right? Wasn't it a front? I don't know. It was, it was like, like a yeah, it was like a tidal wave of humidity that came in and affected the baseballs. It was sweaty. It was sweaty air. They were sweaty balls, and the ball was flying out because of the sweatiness of the balls. Um, all right, that's that's gonna do it for this episode. We'll leave it as Scott talking about sweaty balls. I will probably not be on next week's episode. Depending maybe, on maybe. when this baby comes and when we want to record, uh, but you, you might have Scott and one and a, and a different host, or I might be back. But uh, next time I talk to you, I will have a baby. I also am knocking on wood that everything goes fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> knocking uh, on wood. Yes, congratulations. We're excited. This any is any be... final pieces of advice for me? Final pieces of advice, like in um, the hospital, in the hospital advice. Yeah, don't be a hero. You don't, don't you try don't, and catch it. Don't try and catch don't the baby. Catch don't get it. out in the crouch. Listen don't to the doctors. The don't be overly aggressive. Uh, don't cry like a little bitch. Don't pass out. Definitely don't pass out. If you pass out, we got we have to talk about that on air. Um, and don't look. 
to be honest. Don't look. Stay S- stay above the waist. Above yes, I've I've heard that. Stay, stay above above the curtain. Behind the curtain. I've heard that advice. Any there's no advice, reason. There's no reason for you to go down there. There's just not. Any advice as far as like killing time because we could be in for a long haul. Um, no, just do whatever you got to do to kill time. You know, take a, take a tablet or a book and just sit there. You will be sitting there probably doing nothing. And then she will get an epidural most likely and whatever happens. And then, uh, yeah. And then you'll see her in a different light and you'll have a hell of a lot of respect for everything that she's doing. Not that you don't now, but you'll have even more respect and like, and you will think in your head, my God, how, how is this possible? Thank you that I don't have to do this. You are way better than me. You're way stronger than me. You're a better person. All of these things. Because that's 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 what's going to go through your head. And it's, yeah, I've, and the, it's the very old, true. The old joke is that if men had to give birth, the population would end. be very low. Humanity would end. Yeah, pro- yeah, probably. We would not be here. All right. That's it for this week. Talk to you guys next week. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.